0: gonna It's the Fun Box. It's the Fun Box Podcast. 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 It's the Fun Box Podcast.
1: welcome to the fun box podcast everybody thank you episode number 22 thank you for watching if you're a uh, a loyal listener of the fun box podcast baby uh as you can see we're working with one camera today you can see who my guest is today her name is Claire Montgomery she's a good friend say hi to everybody Claire hello hello how are you thank you for doing this you're welcome. I told you would happen at some point.
2: We've talked and talked about it. Since, yeah, got since, super drunk since before you even started doing the podcast. Yeah, we talked about. I was like, me like being I'm, on it. Yeah, I was
1: like you. You have a you. You could talk about anything. We should do this, and it, and it finally <laughs> happened. And and to anybody that w- was like, you need to get a woman on. I didn't want to get a woman on just to get a woman on
2: you wanted the woman
1: yeah I wanted to get a, a friend on okay and it just <laughs> happens to be a woman and um, uh, it's like getting like a, a like a Mexican or a black guy on like hey just because they're black and then they get on and it's like so uh what's it like having extra melanin in your skin what is that like anyway uh welcome it is yeah uh, it is uh yeah episode 22 Um, Is that any? Does that number hold any significance to you at all? I don't
2: like. I don't like even numbers.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 22. I actually that was my favorite. That was like. I don't want to say it was my best year, but as far as like activity wise, and I don't know if I was doing the things I'm doing now at 22, I would be like hell yeah. But 22, as far as exploring and doing new things that I've never done before. 22, hands down, uh, I felt like I peaked, because I think that year I played a a showcase for Republic Records in, in Nashville. That was awesome. A lot of people can't say that.
2: That and is really
1: cool. In a Peabody show, and I was able to crowd surf. Well, it lasted for like five seconds, but hey. That's cool. It was awesome.
2: All I could say about 22 was I probably peaked in hotness at 22. <laughs> I was like slaying the poon. Like being, th- being thin and having like a... Yeah. Traditionally, good body. I probably left that behind at that age.
1: Yeah, traditional. So
2: for- as far as that goes, <laughs> there's you know your youth being behind you. You cannot do. The anything older about you that. get,
1: the older you get, you realize uh, the categories. There, there's no traditional anymore. There's so much. There's genres of yeah. women. Oh yeah. It's a, it's genre. It, it's it's very uh, diverse.
2: And it's good for everybody when we recognize diverse body types in women it's good for men too oh yeah it validates being attracted to different types of women and it validates different having different types of bodies as a man
1: yeah yeah the dad bod seems to be like a that was definitely a
2: reaction to curvy women i think
1: maybe yeah maybe not like not
2: like oh we have to come up with something but it was like all of a sudden people are like wait a second you don't have to be like ripped To be good looking.
1: The hard body never goes out of style as Cisco as Cisco once said that did the thong song.
2: And I appreciate people that work really hard to have like muscular sculpted bodies. Good for you. I'm just unwilling to take do what it takes to have that.
1: Oh yeah. Totally unwilling. Me too. You know, you you go to a gym, you have to or whatever you could be watch cro- what you eat you could be a cross-fitting like type of life you don't even need weights just anytime you go out to your car right. to go anywhere just jump do right. lunges when you're going go to the supermarket <laughs> everything you're doing is like a lunge or jump and you're st-
2: just like every move you make is make extreme. it purposeful and calorie burning
1: yeah <laughs> i am tightening up my abs right now as we speak
2: <laughs> i'm just flexing my I'm like, taint
1: i'm like dennis from uh oh he's sunny it's
2: like thirty mm, 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 calories <laughs> just now.
1: <laughs> I just got off now. Yes,
2: that is like <laughs> one of the best shows ever, for sure. I that show will give you serious belly laughs. Serious, yeah, belly laughs.
1: I think the first belly laugh I ever got was an episode when. Uh, Mac was like, oh, you know, he bangs that old lady and then they play that song from the 80s. Do Bow Bow. Day Bow Bow. Day bao Bow, what is that? You know, day Bow Bow. Oh, day Bow Bow. Beautiful. Day bow, bow
3: Beautiful. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a funny song. Every now and then I'll play that at work on my JBL speaker and it's, it's just like why are you playing Dave Bumpo?
2: I have like this yeah. new secret admirer at work cuz we have these different companies that we call for different things and he's kind of like a middleman and his the, his guy's name is Stuart so that's Stewart. fun too Stuart start and he's always been really nice to me on the phone and my coworkers found out the other day that I'd been on the phone with him and they're like, oh, you were talking to Stuart? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, he sounded happy. I'm like, he always sounds that way. And they're like, ooh, he likes you. Ooh. And I'm like, whatever, and they're like, he's like a creepy, gross old man. I'm like, how do you know this? And when my boss's boss was there that day, and he's like, I've seen him. Trust me. He's old and gross. And I'm like, well, don't tell him <laughs> that my boyfriend's 52. He can't find out about that.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah. like,
2: everybody was making fun of Ooh, me for having, right, for having a secret admirer, and then I burst out into... The song Secret Lovers. And all my coworkers that are older than me were like, how do you know that song? I'm like, I don't know. I, oh, just, man. I just know it. I and feel
1: so bad for like really good. They're,
2: they're like, that's, you know.
1: I feel bad for really good single dudes that are just pure, like kind-hearted, gentle dudes. <laughs> that There's so many creepers out there. So glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> so glad I'm not a woman. Oh, my God. Hey, if uh, it I means he's to nice do.
2: to me on the phone, I'll, whatever. You can a person i don't know at all that means nothing to me
1: yeah i saw this funny meme it was like we could have used that one but it was a like a punch card and the meme was entitled like and it showed this angry guy holding up a punch card with one last punch hole how nice guys think sex works
2: oh god transactional (laughs)
1: yeah right i did all this
2: stuff right
1: it's a quid pro quo
2: right I did all the stuff I saw in a
1: rom-com. Yeah, like remember that one dude that was buying you drinks at the uh, Route 6 pub? Yes. And he was super salty and started disrespecting you when you weren't showing interest after he bought you drinks, but yeah. it's like you're just a party, you're you're at the bar with m- me and other people like right. hanging out and um I'm not going to be like, no, "No,
2: don't buy me a drink."
1: Yeah. I don't want I don't want free alcohol. What are you talking about?
2: Right, like it's. I don't go there being like, well, whoever buys me the most drinks tonight, that's who I'll have sex with. Right. Like, no what normal person would ever.
1: I remember him. Think that way. I remember him saying, "Oh yeah, you're a, oh you're a bad bitch, aren't you? Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Super. There's a way to say it. The way he said it was he was mad. <laughs> right. Well, you're a how, bad bitch. How aren't dare
2: you? you refuse my advances? Hmm. Well.
1: The struggle's real
2: I mean, I'm sure there are girls that get salty when their advances are refused, but i also we're just not i don't know I've never felt like I needed to be crappy to somebody i if oh, anything God. I'm embarrassed and now i wouldn't want to go away
1: oh it's uh it, it, it's a hard line it's uh it's I wouldn't know. As as a woman, if I was a woman with my kind of personality that I have, because I, I want to show respect to everybody, you know, man or man or woman, right? And if it's a man that seems like a nice dude, I'm not sexually attracted to him, but I don't want to show him disrespect, you know. Well, and by, I like
2: making conversation with yeah. random people and meeting yeah. new, yeah. But if you if you're people. a
1: voluptuous woman and uh, you, you put your makeup on good that day and uh, you know you feel good about yourself, and then he dudes are creepy. Bottom line, like, weird dudes. That's why I feel bad for, like, these, like, kind-hearted dudes that are, like, honest and, you know, whatever, you they know? have to
2: compete and against people that are out there making their sex look bad.
1: But if you're a true player, <laughs> you know how to swing that pin-pan.
2: And you're right. That probably does make plenty of women put, like, a guard up, you know, that yeah. now... Now, normal men have to beat that down a little bit, and you have to be—you you have, have to prove a little bit that you're a nice guy. But you, if you go around being like I'm a nice guy, you yeah. look like a.
1: I think what it is is a—it's—it's uh, th- it's not that the whole dialogue of oh, chicks only like assholes. It's not that. It's—it's it's a lot of the times the nice guy isn't really being completely himself, or they're being—they're not showing their true. Self, like now, what do you, you're so nice to me. What do you like when you get angry? You know, so a lot of the times, assholes are kind of just, it's all the cards are on the table. This is what you're getting. Right. And sometimes it comes off as a cocky asshole. Yeah, sure. And, uh, women, I think women can see through a lot of, I think normal human beings can see through Absolutely. anything. You know And, uh, so.
2: You could tell when somebody's being genuine and it's just instinctual for yeah. most
1: people. Yeah. And every now and then he might crack a, a, a joke, or say something that's like, "Oh, what?" But
0: it was probably just <laughs> oh, a joke. Well, you know? Yeah,
2: I mean, I say dumb things all the oh, time yeah. that, like, I think are funny, or that I think people will laugh. And and I do it. It's like I do it at work the most, where it matters the most. Like the place where you want to look normal and say normal things is probably work. And I always manage to say the thing that I'm like, "Oh my god, why didn't I just stop talking like 30 seconds ago? I need to just shut up now."
1: Oh man, I say the wrong thing. I uh it's hard don't might well yeah, you get comfortable. I think I get too comfortable around and I'll be around managers and bosses or just people and uh I forget the last thing I said. It had to do with um, oh, somebody got offended by somebody was telling a story about a woman getting offended by being called uh, darling or or um, sweetie or
2: something or like that.
1: Something like that and she reported him and the dude got written up. And like like penalized for um offending a customer or somebody in the building and or a co-worker, whatever it might be. And I said something like <laughs> it's like things like that make me really want to offend people. Like, all right, you wanna see what a nutsack looks like or something like that. I don't right. know what I said, but I I was like, Oh man, I shouldn't, you know. And I, also- I go off I go I go. I women go have the right. Hard to, in the paint, yo.
2: Women or anyone, for that matter, have the right to not want to be infantilized and called women, sweetie, darling, babe, or honey. That being said, though, like, isn't there a scale of what's like a truly offensive thing to do? Like, yeah. is is just like using a term of endearment casually really such a thing that a guy should have gotten in trouble like that? I mean, and I don't know if she went to a manager and that was the outcome she desired, or if she would have just been cool with. Like, please don't call me that anymore. And he said, "Okay, I won't." Like, right. couldn't I feel like couldn't have that have solved the
1: yeah that the issue? And then likely.
2: and then like, okay, after that point, if he keeps doing it, sh- then maybe get written up. But
1: yeah, I think uh, a lot of times, if if anything, extreme, if anything, if anything, he like might have rolled his eyes. But whatever.
2: Yeah, it seems like a really lame thing to have gotten written up for in the grand scheme of sexual harassment. And I realize that. I don't know. I guess you have to be. What do they call it? Uh, Zero tolerance. Yeah, yeah. I suppose.
1: Yeah, got to do it. I um. I think in the future, bitch might be considered um offensive, and it'll be one of those things where, uh, since it's all we're all equal, that's already
2: uh, offensive. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. As far as like. Because a lot of people cult- use it culturally. It's just in their culture. as like, oh, they don't even mean to. It's just, ah, oh, she's my bitch or well oh, don't be a bitch.
2: It has more than one meaning, depending on your context also. Because oh, yeah. sure, I call my sister a bitch, but in a fun and loving way.
1: <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> referring to women in general, bitches, like bi- just a woman as a bitch, like she is a bitch, is another word for a woman. I think that might eventually be like... Well, like YouTube and other places and like mainstream platforms might be like, yep, canceled.
2: I think that would be stupid, but I do think it's kind of offensive to refer to women like in the plural as bitches. I don't know.
1: Yep. Well, they do it in rap music. like saying
2: hoes or something. Yeah, Yeah. or
1: hoes, something like that.
2: And... I don't
1: know. I can see it happening. I mean, eh, you know. But then again, it's... uh, But I also
2: don't, like, I don't... When I hear that, I'm not, like, personally enraged by it, you know? It it just seems like something like, like, okay, if I really sit down and think about it, like, yeah, that's offensive. Like, I don't... uh, You see, like, people in memes are saying females a lot, too, to to refer to women, and I kind of... I'm not going to say I take issue with that, because I don't take issue with it, but to me, it's another way that we objectify... Groups, you know, and yeah. maybe not just women, because if you say males, that would be the same thing, yeah. you know. And I, it's like dismissive of your humanity in a way.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. And I so I uh, do yeah. think
2: language does matter, but it doesn't always matter, and it's not the most important thing to worry about when you're talking about
4: communication. The, yeah,
1: yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's what uh, when you when it when it's addressing groups, it's it's. It's super difficult. I think more of an individual basis when you're approaching people and yeah. talking to them, like say somebody was like, I'm not that's not my pronoun, I'd respect that and I'd say, Okay, fine, sure. you know. As far as me talking in right. my own personal space about things and then somebody from outside comes right. in and goes, Wait a minute I'd be right. like, Come on, get the fuck out of here, dude. And but uh yeah.
2: There's always in all different groups and group dynamics, there's always gonna be things that are appropriate in certain crowds and things that aren't and having social skills is what helps you navigate that and you know, not everybody has excellent ones.
1: Oh, right. Or you want to turn working. off
2: certain you know, like being able to turn off certain language and terminology and behavior like at yeah. a whim.
1: Yeah, I'm working on my social skills right, right now.
2: <laughs>
1: this is what this whole thing is about. It's honestly just uh <laughs> my therapist told me to do this. But uh uh yeah, uh this is uh a very loose episode, oh, well, every episode, you, if you've watched any episode, every episode is super loose. Um, my name is Rob Webb. <laughs> if anybody, I didn't smoke weed all through high school, and uh, I looked like I did, so uh, now now look at me. Can talk about how we know each other? Oh, check. Can you hit the, uh, let me see your microphones, die. can you uh, give me a nice, uh, check that mic for me. Check. There we go. It's back, it's back, yes. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, we have a new, we have a different setup today. We're working with one camera. We got uh, baby Groot right here and uh, uh, pickle Rick right there. Uh, li- nice little plant. And we got some Nag Champa burning right now. Oh,
2: it's it's lovely.
1: You know where they get Nag Champa smell from?
2: It's like an Indian herbal f- blend of flowers and stuff, isn't
4: it?
1: Oh, I, I thought they um, ground up uh, hula hoop dancers and white dudes with dreads. And, and then, put it, it and then like. put it on a stick.
2: But I'm ching.
1: <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I love Nectar Chopai. It was too hard at first when I, but now I smell it and it I makes think me feel relaxed.
2: If I recall, I believe it's a mix of sandalwood and plumeria. Oh, yeah? Don't quote me on that. Is
1: sandalwood a masculine smell?
2: It's, I think, gender neutral.
1: Gender neutral? It's in
2: male and female perfumes and colognes and things.
1: I just okay. found out there's uh, people that are into energy, there's energy vortexes. Of, ma- of feminine vortexes and masculine vortexes in nature
2: That sounds like some new age
1: Super new age Thoughts Well it might not be new age It might be like
2: I'm curious about it though
1: Something being brought back Like revised re- Revivalized
2: I'd be curious to hear about
0: that
1: But yeah this episode We're probably going to talk about a lot about music oh, yes. Me and you could talk about this forever I forever guarantee ever, without it I all right cease Before we do I wanted to touch on this video here uh, and I don't know, this looks like a movie, it looks real, it looks super real, but I don't know, tell me if you think this is real, and uh, I think it was, the shot is real, I'm not saying it's CGI or anything, I'm saying is, okay, I believe this is real, but uh, look how, this is about a road rage driver, against a guy on like a dirt bike or something.
3: In Brazil, a man in a car cuts off a motorcycle rider. Well, the rider doesn't take it so well and decides to give the driver the finger. And this might be one of the worst mistakes of the motorcycle rider's life. Dude doesn't now, have a shirt to him, on. The driver of the car has had a few drinks and also seems to be completely mentally unstable. As the motorcyclist speeds off, the car begins to maniacally follow him, dangerously weaving in and out of traffic.
1: So what, yeah, he flipped them off. Yeah, there will <laughs> eventually you'll see, you'll see.
0: Uh,
1: uh, yeah, that's why I'm always like, Maggie, don't flip people off or like do the whole hands up in the air toss, because I'm just like I'm, I'm gonna be he- the guy that has to fight them. <laughs> like you know how crazy really people point. are.
2: Because I like,
1: I don't to do anything to off. anybody because of things like this. I see, I I have the freaking internet and I see shit like this. I see. And then when I'm driving and shit happens, I'm just like, I don't do anything. I don't go, I don't do that. Oh, boy. But yeah, here we go. Ooh! almost
3: got him off the road. The driver pulls ahead and tries to swerve right into the motorcycle.
1: Damn.
3: But the crazy doesn't end there. The motorcyclist speeds away, but the man in the car follows. On the shoulder?
1: Yeah, he's on the shoulder. Now he goes in front of him. So he's in like a, a hybrid type car SUV. I feel like this motorcycle
2: rider is foolish and doesn't even care about his life at this point
1: at all. Oh, the motorcycle rider is trying to get away from him. Oh my God! The dude stopped. Okay. I'm gonna rewind that a little bit, in case you didn't see this. This dude drove. He's trying to get in front of the guy on the motorcycle. So the guy on the motorcycle gets behind the semi, thinking that dude drives right in front of the semi.
3: Again, the driver tries and fails to take out the cyclist. The rider falls back, but the man in the car still won't stop. He slams on his brakes in the middle of the freeway, almost getting hit by a semi-truck. At this point, the motorcycle rider realizes that things might be getting just a bit out of hand. He turns around and drives backwards along the shoulder of the road.
1: It's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm
3: getting away from this dude. And he's finally got rid of the insane driver. Or not.
1: came back at him
3: the motorcycle rider makes one final attempt at escape
1: all right and you know this is on brazil or this guy's insane because it in brazil if you have a dui i believe it's almost like life in prison or something they treat it like I don't don't, know. Every
2: place in the world except the US has really harsh punishments for drunk drunk driving, so that wouldn't. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, I don't know if I believe this is real or not. I still don't. I can't decide. Here we
1: go. This is crazy right here. I'll show. Okay, you see the. All right, there's the car. Passes him up, and then he goes off road.
3: fucking running after him. He hits his brakes and rolls over the grass divider on the side of the road just in time and manages to finally escape the deranged driver. But in this quick clip, you can see just how insane the motorist pursuing him was. You can actually see the driver attempt to jump from his car and continue chasing the motorcycle on foot.
0: That's like some <laughs> Luckily, shit out of a no scary was hurt in this no.
3: Scary encounter.
1: I, I just thought feel. Well, when I uh, saw that, I was just like, "That looks like a movie. It looks like it's like they're filming a movie or something." I don't know.
2: I don't know. That was that almost seemed too crazy to be real. I don't know what I think about that, but yeah. I do know that in places like China, you could see people doing crazy shit and trying to run over pedestrians and driving really insanely, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, like I said, yeah, Brazil, I know South America, I'm pretty sure Brazil Brazil uh, DUI laws or OVI laws are insanely strict. That's why when I had one, I had one and one and only. Uh, you know, I can't say, when I was a kid, I said that I'd never do drugs. So I can't say I'll never have another one. <laughs> but I'm going to say I'd, I'm going to do my best never to have another one. Yeah. Um, I don't want, you know, I don't want that, you know. It sucked. And imagine there's some people in other countries that think I should be hung for that. The
2: reason it's so bad is because, yes, you could kill yourself, but you could kill somebody else, and that's the problem. I mean, and but maybe the reason we have like a big DUI problem is also because, like, in America, towns are big and we don't have public transportation in a lot of places. So if you get drunk out somewhere, like, what are you going to do? Like, walk home from, like, the VFW on Poorman Road to Valley View or something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can walk home where I live because I live close to town, but what do people do? I could see why people get DUIs. I'm not justifying it because it's wrong. And nowadays, you could call an Uber, and I would say most people probably have a friend that would be inconvenienced with your middle-of-the-night call, but that would rather pick you up than have you drive drunk somewhere. Most people, anyway. Yeah. Most people.
1: Yeah, it's what we've been touching on. I've been on the show definitely touching on alcohol.
0: Yeah,
1: I guess uh, just alcohol in general, the ism of it, and um, just the uh, you know
2: the,
1: how easy accessible it is, and oh, yeah.
2: you know, and legal,
1: and legal it is, and that's good. I'm glad Prohibition sucked. It proved that you know, you know, right. It proves that it just causes more crime. you know I, you know how you get rid of crime. Legalize the damn shit. All right. Um, but I want to get to the music aspect yeah, of this program. Music Episode number 22: Claire Montgomery. I want to talk you about um, I guess I'm going to go through some genres, and you tell me your thoughts on them, yes. and I'm going to go big band first, and uh, uh, that's I'm going to encompass the Sinatra era. And uh, I'm drinking Jack Daniels, and Sinatra is Jack Daniels. He Indeedy. got bar- he got buried with a bottle of Jack Daniels, and he Aww. he preferred to, he uh, considered it the nectar of the gods. Well, and it's old number seven, you know, old number seven. I'm sure they made they made there was like a limited time Jack Daniels whiskey that they put out, and uh, it was like probably expensive. It was like a limited edition. I don't know if it was more proof or what they they fucking took it. Took the barrels to a, a fucking big band show, and you know how whiskey does it. Like this bottle was sloshed around in an old blues guitar player's case for f- five years.
2: Mick Jagger put his finger in the bung hole. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So it's worth this much more, right? But uh, and then they put a nice label on it or whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, big band. Um, I guess swing music and big band, and you know where things got. Where music became like, where music was recorded and uh, broadcasted, I guess I should say. And we'll just start there. And that's pr- kind of like where you could go back to, Mo- you know, Wolfgang, Mozart and stuff, but we'll forget about all that. We're just going to go to the recording arts.
2: The first thing that pops into my head is that in the 40s, my. Great grandparents owned an electronics shop in Vermilion and they sold records there also like Really? 40, in the 40s 45s yeah wow nice. and i love that i love that shit like elvis was supposed when elvis was new he was supposed to like come visit their store before he got big and famous and then something happened and he didn't come but like
1: right i know we played around here cuz this right. was a a big uh, vaca- like between cleveland and toledo or detroit or right. whatever or chicago uh, on the coast of lake erie it was like fun time
2: Right, and I think of the old um, Crystal Crystal Shores dance hall that all the old folks in town talk about ha- having gone to. You know, and my grandmother used to talk about dancing there with my grandpa when they were dating before they were married and things like that. And yeah, and I, so I guess when I think of like that era, I don't really know a lot of those artists that well, really. But I, it's definitely a, you romanticize that in your mind about what was going on, and it was when. People would go out on a Friday night to dance and socialize. And if you were a man, you better know how to dance because if you don't know how, no woman will want to hang out with you that night. You know, like, oh, right. I think that is kind of neat in dressing up just to go out, like, in your nicest clothes. Oh, and- nobody would
1: leave the house without right. their Sunday's best sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's like they put on the hat, the blazer, right. the whole get up. And now it's like fucking pajama pants. You go out to get supermarket. No, back in the day, you fucking put on right. your clothes. And I'm not knickers and stuff i love modern fashion because
2: we can do whatever we want i think that's cool but there is something wonderful about what people used to do and having instead of having like a ton of cheap clothes like is like what i have like you would have a dozen nice dresses if you were lucky you know and some nice accessories and you would try to think of creative ways to mix that up so that you looked original all the time with less you know and how can if you, do, you were a man, you had probably one suit, maybe two. And how one, can you make that you had, look nice every weekend? You had the you know? same
1: hat as everybody else.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> it might have been taller or shorter.
2: Right. Or gray or brown or taupe or
1: And everybody beige. was skinny. And the only people that were fat were super rich.
2: Right. And yet people still eat like tons of meat and butter. And
1: oh, yeah. And milk.
2: They were like, drink milk for your health. And That's, now we're like, milk's terrible. It's for baby cows only.
1: Anthony uh, <laughs> Bourdain. Uh, I learned from Anthony Bourdain that uh, the trick that restaurant a lot of restaurants do and it's just is what it is for anybody in jonna will tell you fat and butter make things taste so good oh my god yes and uh david
2: chang says fat is a flavor and i kind of agree oh yeah (laughs) fat
1: yeah fat is flavor if fat equals flavor then i'm fucking delicious baby but yeah um uh music music the big band swing era i think uh in the 40s, that's really cool that you you have history like that in this town.
0: Yeah. It is I did not really know neat. that.
1: Like, I, I, uh, I like this city is so unknown. Nobody knows, but it's uh, frozen in time. And I was talking to, uh, like Joe Messer. I was talking to Joe Messer about this town and how the only way to understand time is how time is like, the best artist and uh, we could see time through the growth of the trees and through the decay and through uh, the, the the overgrown nature, you know, things that get old and decrepit. But when you were back in the time where this vermilion, the city was booming, you, you would have to only assume there were like fresh built trees, paved sidewalks that were straight and perfect and you'd be like, where am I? Am I in some kind of weird, new? <laughs>
0: yeah. Like,
1: now we look, we're in it now, and it created, it looks old now. It didn't always look this way. It's it's just interesting to think like that in, like, a brand-new painted building with, like.
2: That's why I love old stuff, antiques and vintage things. I like imagining what it was like when that thing lived its first life, you know? like yeah. Cause you're right. We look at things now, and we we're like, "Wow, that's a beautifully carved rocking chair." And in our eyes, it looks old. But there was a t- there was a time when that was new.
1: Yeah, and um, the the nicks and the imperfections of time what the time patina. Yeah, that what yeah. time did to it makes it
2: more special. Yeah, special. That's why you should never strip an antique rocking chair. Right. Because that's the thing that makes it what it is. Yeah, for sure. And Um, all things are like that. All things.
1: You know how people get things restored, like record players and thing or jukeboxes. Right. Uh, once they restore it, you're like, ah, this is a new, old-fashioned looking thing. It doesn't look old anymore. It has no mystery, like mysterious vibe to it. It just looks like a new thing.
2: I love the patina of old things. Oh,
1: I love it. I love. Uh, I don't. I love. A little bit of rust, <laughs> or sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just uh what do you call it? Just a uh, rustic, you know. I love yeah. I love old. Aged. Aged wood. I love w- trees that overgrow and shadow, yes. shadowy areas. With
2: a big gnarly branch.
1: Yeah, that wasn't there right. when the house was built or something, you know. Right. And uh, a lot of things are built. It was so, I was like, oh God, this city must have been boring. Like, right. it looked so super boring and
2: just plain. right like,
1: oh, it's booming. It's the 50s, guys.
0: (laughs) Like, imagine when
2: Valley View was new. Imagine how, like, horrible that would have been to look at when there was, like, no, like, all these little houses with tiny little yards, and they probably, a lot of them were probably all painted white, and then, like, you know, all the trees were, like, baby little young trees, so there was no shade and no, you know, unique features of any of the land. I mean, Valley View's great. I grew up in Valley View. I love it there, but it was you know when it was brand new it would have been looked like like looking at one of those new modern developments that i personally not a big fan of that to me just lack character i'm not saying they're not nice if that's your thing go for it but i like a yard that looks like it's been there since the dawn of time that's just oh, what appeals to my eye personally it has, <laughs> it
1: shows uh it has so much character right uh we uh but yeah uh Big band swing, good. <laughs> I love, uh, is there anything in particular, do you, I know you're not a Sinat- big Sinatra guy. uh am more
2: of a Billie Holiday from that era okay, would be yeah. more my interest.
1: Billie Holiday. Yeah. Louis Armstrong could also be in that. Right, I'm he was a big, around a
2: long time and he was yeah. still around then.
1: Yeah, he yeah. was around for a long time. I did a report on him. He didn't know his actual birth date. Uh, uh, it was a kind of a guess. And um, I think... I I brushed over that, but it was mostly his musical career. He was just like you know, one, one of those amazing, just amazed people from day one. He was you born know. in
2: the time where people like had a lot of children, and like we would, we didn't. Uh, children weren't you know special little unique angels that you, you know, obsessed over their every move and everything. And so it would it makes sense to me that a mother could be like, ah, I can't remember if you were born in 1892 or 1893. Yeah. It's a long time ago, and I have so many children. Yeah.
1: And it's like a, it's like oh, we have to document this now. The right. government government wants to know. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, shoot, yeah, he he played trumpet on uh like a ferry from uh, on the the Mississippi River up and down, and and it was uh I was just thinking about those times. It's just there's so much history in America with such a short amount of time. Oh yeah, so much things has ha- has happened, and I can only imagine what people feel like in Europe. Um,
2: they try to copy all our music because there's something special and magical about American folk and rock and country and jazz and how yeah. all of those things, you know, st- they were originally in a melting pot and each thing went its own direction. And so it's interesting to look back on well, it is origins.
1: A, I think that's a, what's, uh what's the, if there is a, you know, a good thing like, well, there's many good things with, uh, about a country. Uh, but many bad things about things uh, too, but it's how how the country is set up where crime is always a step ahead. And we're catching up. We're trying to fix that, right? And uh, people are being uh, taken advantage of, especially old artists from back in the day, back in the big band area, but Louis Armstrong, taking advantage of. come he. I don't know if he owned any of his music.
2: Oh, yeah. A lot of the people that were famous until right now, like even in the 80s and 90s, we'd probably be shocked to hear how many are like destitute. And, yeah, and don't, like, don't have, have, have no one yeah, and have, no advocates, you know? Like, yeah,
1: don't have the rights, I, right. uh, uh
2: That's fly. Like, was it Aretha Franklin who had, like, all the tax debt or something? And, like, it was in the news and stuff. And it's, like, it's not because she was, like, an asshole idiot who... I doubt it. it's because she was an asshole idiot who was, like, refusing to pay her taxes. It's because, like, you accumulate all this wealth. You never had anybody to, like, be your financial advisor. And when you try and do it on your own, you could, you could see to get, like, in a quagmire, you know? And... Young artists. I mean, that you see that in the NFL too. People who suddenly come into money that never had it and don't know what to do with it and get no help. You know, and yeah. then you're like, how can somebody who makes millions like oh have like a hundred million back owed taxes? Yeah, you know? like a
1: luxury tax. Right. It'd be like, I didn't know no anything sense. about that. Well, I'm I already, <laughs> I already, maybe, I already spent the money.
2: Maybe not just that. Maybe just like they just were ignorant to some of what you can do with your money when you have it. Right. You know, I don't know. I uh, would. Pro- I would be if I won the lottery. I'd need to hire somebody that could help me know what to do with it all for sure.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh uh yeah, record companies suck. They do bottom line. Um oh, yeah. which brings me to the blues. Uh, a lot of hmm. a lot of blues records. Is there anybody that stands out? Well, first I'll just ask you, is there anybody that stands out in the blues category? Um, and we're going to go straight oh my from God,
2: there's so many.
1: The evolution. Do you think there's one guy that's like on the rushmore who would be
2: Oh, the, Who'd the be Rushmore your George Washington
1: on the Rushmore? I mean
2: Muddy Waters, Taj Mahal, uh, you know, BB King.
1: Yeah.
2: There, and if it's Mount Rushmore, we have one more. So I'm
1: so bad with names.
2: Like and I don't know, there's like a there's a blurry line between some soul and some blues, you know, like right. Otis Redding, maybe, has some really good blues bluesy stuff. Right. I've been really listening to a lot of Otis writing lately.
1: Well, Robert Johnson—that's what I was thinking about. Uh, apparently, he went, he left. He was like one of those prodigies, and I look at Don the same way because we kicked him out of the band, and then a year later he shredded. Mm-hmm. And it was like right. it was his motivation, you know.
2: Sometimes you need those turning points in your life that that ignite you to to yeah. grow.
1: Uh, Robert Johnson was just like. I heard stories that he just looked just like all right go over there with that guitar. We don't want to hear it right now, you know. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> he leaves, comes back, I don't know, 8 months later or something and he shred like just better. Um and uh, so they say that he sold his soul to the devil. And um, obviously I don't believe that. I think he just something sparked in his ass and he just All
2: these people who supposedly sold their soul to the devil, like how do you get him to appear so that you can even start bargaining? Like what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> just like wish out loud loudly.
1: Right. Uh I uh This also is the way things were recorded back then too is uh another fantastic reason why i love the music not even oh, yeah. just not even the style because you could hear anybody nowadays do this it's kind of like the progression um i want i want to hear the beatles perform like i want to hear paul mccartney singing the same mike he sang in when he recorded abbey road or whatever old records that he recorded on like their first record was swift twist and shout i want to hear those microphones that setup. up you know um, i love
2: some of my beatles CDs, because I'm a CD owner. Are like, you know what I mean, like this yes, sound, like, like recordings that aren't aren't the studio recording not, and things like that, or
1: they're not pristine. It's just right. uh, this the is, character
2: of the room gives the music a certain like color.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I love that uh, microphone sound, but from way back in the day, and just adds to that.
2: You feel like you're in the room sort of in a different way.
1: And it has all this grain distortion. I love it. I love it. Um blues kind of sprung everything into play, you know. It made oh it it made it for the simple man to be able to rock and roll and right. do things, you know.
2: It's too bad the people that originated it didn't get to profit from it as much.
1: I know. I it, that's what I'm saying. It's like even even when uh uh to segue into rock and roll, Bunny Holly was oh, yeah. was denied his rights. He sure. he recorded so much stuff that was canned that he couldn't even perform. Right. The record label perform, and he would call there's a rec, there's a, a phone conversation online of him talking to um uh his uh record producer um, about his records and about uh wanting to do stuff with him uh and he's like uh no we
0: four three
3: one six one seven
1: he's this young guy being there we go Alright has... come on from gabler so he calls the record company to be like his show is discerned. Like he's kind of upset. But he's such a nice you hear his voice, he's such a nice southern boy. And he's like, I'm just like kinda of wanting to play my music. I have so many songs that I wanna do and and nothing's happening right now. So can I play those songs? I'm like, no, buddy, we can't do that. More than five minutes. Oh yes, he'll be out the whole afternoon. You guys don't know what time well, Buddy Holly. Uh, he died on a plane crash in 1958, February. Uh, Actually, 50. it could be around this time, dude. I'd be sense. floored if it, dude, If it's around this time, when did Buddy Holly die? Can you find that out? Fact check. We got Maggie off camera for you guys. <laughs> Fact checking shit. But yeah, I don't know why I played this, but I just thought it was a uh, real mystique and nice. Mr. Paul Cohen, please. Long distance calling.
3: Or uh, what do you call it? Let's... Go ahead, sir. Mr. Cohen? Yep. This is Buddy Holly.
0: Yeah, Buddy, how are you?
3: Just fine. How's things been going? Fine. Uh, I thought I'd call you about my uh, contract. I noticed that it wasn't renewed, and I just took it for granted that it was going to be canceled. <laughs> He's
1: a rock star. check on that.
3: Sir, I'll have to check on it. I don't know anything about it. Well, oh, February 3rd, so it's already passed after Groundhog Day. Yeah. December, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, I thought if it'd be all right with you that if uh, I wondered if I could just go ahead and, and get my release and everything. Well, if they didn't pick up the option, you automatically have a release. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you remember those songs that we cut back in the summertime that never was released?
0: Yeah.
3: I wondered if if I could get a. Get you to send me
0: a release on them, so we might could try to do
3: something with them. Oh no, you can't have those. You
0: couldn't oh, no, release no, them you to me. Release those for five years. Well, I thought
1: maybe you might could. Oh, uh... no, we'll probably release those records, buddy. You fucking asshole! Why? That's what people deal with all the time. People that have things in their on their hard drive, even. Dude, there's a story. You have Mars Volta written down here. Uh, there's a story. Mars Volta did a record called Beggarman and Goliath. Can you? Yes. All right, keep talking. Your mic keeps going out. It's cursed. There we go. All right, Begnum and Goliath—they uh, recorded the. They wrote everything. They said everything was screwed up, and I think it's because they recorded, re, wrote the whole record with a reedie board. But their producer pretty much held their record hostage, and they had to hire dudes, and they got dudes to break into the studio to to steal the hard or or the the, the tapes and hard drive or whatever. Oh wow. Had. So, it, it goes on to this day still. But back then, it was insane. I heard most music and most blues music on that are that is recorded hasn't even been released on digital. Oh yeah, it's still on vinyl. When or Sony like
2: had all those fires, remember that? Oh, yeah. they was it Sony? I think it was Sony. I think it was. Or they basically admitted that not only did they lose a bunch of really famous old only cop- original recordings of a lot of their best, most well-known music, but they also lost tons and tons of, you know, unreleased music that we can never get back because the artists are dead and, you know. Yeah. It's like, I'm not saying it was like their fault for the fire or anything, but it's just like, um, it's incredible that in this world of the available technology that things aren't backed up and, and that they're like things that to me seem so precious, that seem so logical to like, protect with i don't know put them in a fireproof vault or i don't know i don't know like i don't get why back then what where
1: was your weird policy company policy at where you can't release anything for five years what I know. after you got they we need dropped, to meter
2: your success they
1: dropped them from the label and they won't release or do anything they can't it's a shame I'm just saying. No wonder
2: gonna- people don't even like, no wonder there's so much music that's made by producers. And like, I'm not saying every musician out there that, you know, doesn't write their own music is like being oppressed by from writing their own shit. Cause I'm sure there's plenty that like just kind of suck and they're just cute. And so they sing the song and do great. But like, I have to imagine that there's probably people that we'd be surprised if they were allowed to have their own output. Like, yeah. kind of like, kinda happened with Kesha. Like, I'm not saying I don't really know anything about her music much besides what was popular 10 years ago or more, but, like, you know, I see things in the news all the time about how, you know, besides just being sexually assaulted or whatever, she also was, like, creatively oppressed, and I'm sure that's common, oh, you know, yeah. but... Think of the people, think of what we could be seeing if people were actually allowed to be as creative as they want to, I guess is my point. Like, think. Our minds could be blown by what all these people have to offer, but record companies are like, well, that's not radio friendly or, you know, whatever stupid shit, you know, or that's not sexual enough or that's too sexual or it's this yeah. or it's that. or
1: It actually happened real fast after funk uh, came out. Um, immediately, everything was super sexualized. R. Kelly has a song from the 90s, the early 90s, calls, called I Like the Crotch on You.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, they, and then, well, like, all right, then. mothers let their daughters on the tour bus with them. Oh, so. my God. Well. My, there's underage children on a tour bus with a guy that has a song called I Like the Crotch on You.
2: I don't like R. Kelly enough. I don't like his music enough. I don't like him as a person enough to feel bad for him whatsoever for anything he's might have done or being accused of.
1: Can you get the bottle of Jack, baby?
2: (laughs) You should have used better sign language. I know. It's like, uh, fucking, this is a J, a C K. Um,
1: I know. Um, M D B. No, eh, no, that's B. No. Yeah. That's B M. D. No, that's Eh, eh, Yeah mdb i think i forget
2: Fuck it. i know how to say my name is claire
1: oh nice dude <laughs> i want to learn that do you think people is sign language universal
2: no there's actually multiple sign language languages and that sucks asl american sign language is considered like one of the standards but it's not the only option
1: that's weird. You would think all deaf people should just be one language, right? Well,
2: deaf culture is actually really interesting. There's lots of... Um,
1: That's what I always wondered that yeah. because I'm like, so if you're deaf and you know sign language or if you're a guy that no person that knows sign language, you could potentially just cover all the bases. Like I know every language now.
2: Right. As and long as you're deaf. <laughs> but before ASL existed, there were other sign languages because deaf people and mute people have always needed a way to communicate. And so there's different, you know, ways it's almost, and there was probably lots of sign languages that were like twin languages that were unique to individual deaf people, you know? Yeah. But n- then it got more standardized, but um, yeah, it's really interesting. But oh, that's yeah. how you say it. And that's how you say my name is in American sign language anyway. I think I learned that in Girl Scouts. And also one of my cousin, my cousin Joanna is like good at sign language and was always very interested in it. So we were always messing around and trying to learn things from like library books and things like that. I, we I want
1: to learn it because it looks super sweet. When I've somebody, forgotten a
2: lot. Yeah. When
1: somebody's doing it. Right. While somebody's talking. Oh it's yeah. It's super. My, yeah. Uh, uh Gladys Spencer, you may have met her. She was like, uh, she's like that. Uh, I don't know if she's Hispanic. I think she's Hispanic. She's uh my mom's friend, and she's like, short. She's been trying to get me to go back to Lorraine Tower Baptist Church for like just to come, go there and sing and stuff. And I'm like, ah, I'm a heathen. You don't want me there. But uh, no, that, they do want me there. That's a thing. They don't care. But it's like, guys, literally, I'm going to do That's this. That's a compliment, though. Gonna- I mean,
2: even if it's not your cup of tea, it's it's such a high compliment to be asked to perform at a church. I mean, I would be honored if somebody even thought to ask me well, but doesn't night. mean I want to do it but well a,
1: no I, I wouldn't mind doing it I just think they keep pressuring you to come back and I really right. don't do that I'm not anymore. here for that yeah I'm not here yeah. for that I'll do this one little thing but then that's why I've just rather I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible person whatever I, no. I digress I don't no. want to talk about it because that makes me I feel like a bad person for for saying no. no. If we're not, I didn't even say no. I just ignored everything. So I suck. suck fuck my life. Everybody hate me. Anyway. Right. No, I want to keep that in. Whatever. Um, we're just going to roll. Embrace the
2: self-care ethic of saying no when you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I want to I want I just going to roll through these uh genres. <laughs> I just want to get to next you, next to the genre we we're kind of covering rock and roll in the Elvis so we kind of covered that. Everybody knows what rock and roll is, you know. It's the popular version of really good upbeat R&B and blues oh, sure, and country yeah, combined. For sure. Country and all these things, all the cultures combined to make this popular sound. Right. Which was you know, just really happy music where anybody was able to get involved. Um rock and roll baby. Hard rock. And then there was metal, you know, Ozzy Mm. Osbourne and things like that. And uh, eventually we got to a point where things, there was a a genre which I don't understand this genre, Claire. And this genre is very popular, which is the name of the genre. It's called pop, pop music. Mm. What do you consider pop? Is pop music a genre or is it just popular music? It's what's popular. That's it, right? I think.
2: It it kind of is a genre, but not exactly, because, like, the Beatles were pop.
1: Oh, yeah, in their time, because it was popular. Right, Um, But they,
2: it's also, they heavily influence all of the popular music that existed in their era, and modern pop is similar. Like, it's not the same type of music, but it's born of that music, for sure. Yeah. And, like... The Beatles were innovative, but they also understood catchy tunes. And isn't that like catchy tunes that might have fluff? I think that's what a lot of people view pop music as, but there's lots of really good pop music.
1: Yeah. I, uh.
2: Early Coldplay, I would argue, is like pop. a good example of that. Cause yes, it's kind of rock, but it's pop though. You know? Right. Pop.
1: I just don't know. I, uh. Instinct had a song called What is Pop Laughing When It's Gonna Fade Up? <laughs> I just look at pop as like really like bubble gum.
2: Right. And, and that's true. Like Ariana Grande and that kind of music, I would call that like, pop, but it's also like heavily influenced by R&B. Pop music to me is like very, it's
1: uh, it's engineered by this. Disc- disgusting record
2: labels right but so is a lot of music that we don't call pop
1: but that's why I like indie pop indie pop's good uh there's like a genre lana del rey's kind of in that right category yeah because like, you
2: don't hear her on the radio and she's super popular
1: yeah yeah super popular
2: yeah
1: and uh uh but pop i um uh, damn i put my there we go pop. i had like too much <laughs> too much low end i was like pop Boom! It was like booming in my ears. I should have had. I need to get all dynamic mics, guys. If you're doing a podcast, get dynamic microphones. Just do it. Okay, uh, con- okay. Condensers, condensers work when you have an isolated environment, and you're you're recording. You you want to hear a cricket fart from across the street? That's where you want a condenser. If you want to, you want a dynamic when you want a good, well, big, wholesome, round broadcasting uh, voice. Uh, yeah, that's what. I'm trying to not say like so much, and I've been doing this a lot now. Uh, 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 which it's reminds bad me for your oh, epiglottis. Man. Oh, look, we got to play one more thing on YouTube. Uh, G.I. Joe. Um. Uh, maybe that'll come up. Um. No. What is it? What would you call it? G.I. Joe. Joe knows. G.I. Joe. Joe knows what is it? PSA. Oh yeah, Gi Joe PSA. Uh, the best of Gi Joe. I can't do. I can't do that. Whatever. I'll play my favorite one though.
0: One there, it's a oh. That's one. So There's the peanut pump. That's the fair, girl. Holy cow! I'm totally going so fast. Oh fuck! <laughs> What what the fuck are you kids doing on my fucking (laughs) law? And don't look at me when I'm fucking talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Get that (laughs) shit off my eyes, you little wankers! Alright, give him the stick. No, give him the stick. You know my (laughs) daddy. All right, there we go. God,
1: that's All right, if anybody knows any of those You know what I'm talking about When I'm like
3: uh, uh, ah!
0: <laughs>
1: But yes yeah. ladies and gentlemen Thank you for watching the fun Box uh, Yeah uh, What's that Sure. You gonna uh, say hi to everybody.
4: Hey, guys. This is
1: my better half, Maggie.
4: I've, I've been on this a long time ago. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. She, yeah, sure. uh, yeah I, it was before we even labeled them episodes. Yep. It was. When we uh, were
4: live on, uh, oh, yeah, where well, there's
1: live. Oh, so, okay, here we go. SoundCloud. So I did do a
4: YouTube video, like in the very beginning, but before that, yeah. It was
1: SoundCloud. We have SoundCloud. those episodes on SoundCloud. So if you want to see more content, or not, if you want to listen <laughs> to more content, uh, go to SoundCloud. There's some other episodes that were labeled episode one, two, and three. Uh, we kind of revamped everything and went with video. And Spotify. So we're on video, Spotify, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud is really...
4: Moving on up.
1: SoundCloud is the hub for uh, our distribution through different streaming services. So if you're looking to do anything like that, get yourself a SoundCloud account. And you have to pay for unlimited data if you're a content, if you provide content. That exceeds a certain amount of data, you have to pay for. It's about $17, 18 bucks a month. They provide you with an RSS feed that you will give to different uh, platforms that will give your uh, uh, that will put your m- uh, music or podcast on that platform. So there you go. That's how you do it. Uh, yeah, and stuff. look it up on look it up on Google. But there, all right. It's, all right. Thank you, Maggie.
4: You're welcome.
1: Yeah, that's Maggie, everybody. She's the uh she lives with me and smells my dirty underwear. Oh my god. On not on purpose.
2: <laughs> she tolerates my yeah, odors. Tolerates
1: no, my odors. No choice. Yeah, she has <laughs> she has no the choice. The things
2: we do for love. The things yeah. we do for love.
1: Oh yeah. All right, thank you Claire for coming back. She had to take care of uh, some business. Um Biz, old business is new businesses, la- New businesses, new business. The last thing
2: I'll say about pop music is that here's the thing that matters most to me. It's not what genre you are or how famous you are. We've talked about this before, and it's the good music trifecta, which for me is like good lyrics, yeah, virtuosity, and sorry, yeah, and innovation. And pop music can have, and I don't think you have to have all three. The best music has all three, but you can, if you just have one of those, you can have a good song, you know? Like, and so to me, those things matter more than what genre, like you're doing now. Not everybody cares about lyrics, but I do. So for me, that's my, that's how I judge, or like, not even, it's not like I consciously judge music when I hear it. You just listen to it and you like it or don't. But if I think about what makes me like something or not, that's what I would. Like, boil it down to for me.
1: Yeah, I uh, really, I have labeled myself as a musician before because I think I was just dumb. I don't think I'm a musician. I think I'm just a guy that likes songs.
2: I think you are, though, because you create well, yeah, being, and not just that because I think I'm a musician because I can like I had tr- formal training with singing and I'm okay at it and I. So you can be a musician with anything that you develop and train and are yeah, passionate about, like an
1: ear, a producer, or right. something. You can be uh, an artist
2: without being in a in a
1: gallery. A DJ. You know? Well, like the Scott uh, DJ Scott Desluver, he's going to come on the show at some point. Uh, I don't know the date yet, but stay tuned for Scott Desluver. He'll be on. Uh, he. uh, He's like, I'm not in a band. I don't do things like that, but I know music. And that's the thing.
2: Cigarettes are good for you.
1: That's the thing I want a lot of musicians to know out there that's trying to do stuff. Uh, The more you work at it and the more you perfect it, the better it's going to be. Because a lot of the times people think, oh, you're at a bar. Nobody cares if you're playing exactly the same. It's like, yes, they do. To a
2: certain degree. To a
1: certain degree. But listen, I don't do it perfectly. I don't, I kind of make. They do...
2: don't want to hear the same set list every weekend, though. You're correct about that. But there's certain songs that you can never go wrong with playing either, though. And if there's certain songs that are your signature that you're good at, or maybe you just have like a fun song that you always close with or something, like I think that's cool. Yeah. You know, like certain things become your repertoire, and that's kind of what makes you who you are as a performer. Yeah. But people do want originality because the same, if you're playing at the same venue all the time, chances are there's some regulars there who give a crap. And yeah. even if it's a free show, their opinion matters to a certain degree, right?
1: But yeah, yeah, I think so. I think if you are a musician that's real serious about it, and that's why I kind of took it, give it a backseat. I still do it. I'll be at the VBC on St. Paddy's Day, uh, coming up this St. Paddy's Day, nice. the Vermilion Boat Club. Uh, also, whatever, I, I the Poor House coming up as well, and I'm going to have John Coulson on, the owner and operator of the Poor House in Amherst. He's going to be on the show the uh, next month. and uh, But yeah, uh, to be a musician, to me, I feel like I'm too much of a dum-dum. But that's kind of, I want to, I think I, I observe things and I think too much. And I think the real artists out there that explode with talent, at, even at such a young age, uh, are the people that don't really realize what they're doing. They don't realize how, how many lives they're touching, or uh, otherwise Kirk Cobain wouldn't have shot himself in the head, you know, or otherwise all these artists that want to kill themselves and you suffer mean like depression. They hold
2: themselves to such a high standard of like what of like I not, think, and I not, think not like just not normal. licking their fans' asses, but just like caring about what their fans think.
1: Yeah, I think they're just normal, and they can't. They don't feel like they live up to what they are, which is a natural
2: human being feeling to have
1: yeah like about uh, anything chester bennington
2: the biggest one
1: of the biggest rock stars ever uh of my time chris
2: cornell of our time of our time in
1: this constant of pop of pop rock like our pop or like they were hard rock right right in the new metal category but i think of like
2: jamming 92.3 which was a pop music station in the 90s but they played a lot of things that you wouldn't call pop music like nirvana you know yeah. So you could argue that Nirvana's pop because it was grunge was so, was popular in the 90s.
0: Yeah. That with with a
2: lot of people not just grunge the grunge set.
1: Think about what that when that comes back. People are going to be like say like analog comes back and that sound and like guitars and like like a folk like a folky sounding rock like Nirvana was and grunge. Imagine if that comes back. People are gonna be nostalgic about Ariana Grande. Like, oh man, I back know. in the day, no. Ari- I, I we're nostalgic
2: it, I, about Britney Spears and In now. I wish it was like, ba- TV <laughs> has a world tour again. Like, I wish
1: it was back in the day where people tattooed their face and did songs about I've been popping pills, man. I feel just like a rock star. Chocolate starfish. On the hot dog flavored water. Just saying. <laughs> Limp Biscuit is God with the new metal shit posting group. It's so funny.
2: Imagine you're in the recording studio and you're just like creating this great new metal song and you're like, what can make this track better? I know. Yeah. I'm going to holler chocolate starfish in the background. Oh, you didn't know? It's the chocolate starfish. Yeah.
1: He's like a a, a whiny (laughs) kid that wants, I want cereal. (laughs) My, My food is too hot.
2: He started it, but it wouldn't bring be it, 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 bring wouldn't, it. Their music wouldn't be what it is, though, without that too. Oh, no. Though, dude, limp biscuit know, like, was the shit. I'm not saying that they like were some breakthrough kind of like intensely awesome musicians, but their music had its place in the world. Oh, man. and all the cargo shorted men in the world owe something <laughs> yeah. to Mr. Durst I broke
1: a uh, set of headphones listening to this song in front of the rec hall at the Harbour Town Trailer Park but yeah uh,
0: thinking,
1: I'll, I'll just I gotta get to the I gotta get to the part where I broke my headphones Where I broke my headphones. Oh, you that game, bitch? Sorry, have to cut it before YouTube docks me. Right, but uh, uh, I people hate on them so much. Here's I don't understand
2: thing. people who hate on any kind of music. It's either. like it's music. If right. you don't like it, don't listen to it.
1: All right, here's uh, here's a topic not I wanted all, to touch. Not
2: on. all music is for all people. It can be, but it, I mean, whoops. I don't like Nickelback and I do think they suck, but I guess you're allowed to like them if you want. I just don't play them around me or if you don't want to hear about it. Great.
1: Uh, All right. Do you have any guilty pleasures? And this is another thing that's like, what's what's a guilty pleasure? Are you, do you feel guilty now that we're in our thirties and now I'm past the point of the mid thirties? I'm like in my, I'm proceeding to my forties almost. I'm 36, so.
0: Creed Round like,
1: out. If you rounded it
2: out. Early Whitney Houston. And yeah, I mean, although Whitney Houston's great, it's just she played a certain kind of pop that a lot of it to me sounds cheesy and lame, but you can't deny her talent and it's like professionalism. Who, who did you say? Whitney Houston. Oh, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, because you asked me guilty pleasures, that's one. Why would Whitney Houston be guilty pleasure? Well, that's what I was saying. I kind of was correcting myself because I'm like, no, like you know, I don't have to be guilty about liking that. She just like she just isn't like cool and hip and like rock oriented.
1: I think, uh, yeah, I I do have guilty pleasures. One of them being they're mostly songs. I don't have like a specific musician Barbie or girl. artist. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yep. Um, Uh, My uh, one, I I really don't care what Taylor Swift does, but she has a song that I actually like, and it's um, it's uh, Mary meets Juliet, she's never gonna be alone.
2: I love one of her very first hits, yeah, one of her her, like first album, yeah,
1: and I just think it rolls and it's just satisfying. That was a good
2: pop song. I mean, I, I'm not huge on that song, but it's a good pop song. It had a
1: twang to it, a country right. twang.
2: Like we want from our, like, was she Canadian or Pennsylvanian or something like I that? I have no
1: idea. I hope not.
2: Pretty I sure hate, she is. I know
1: uh, uh, Keith Urban's like Australian or something.
2: Yes, which is weird, right? I hate
1: it. Oh, well, then again, like, Mick Jagger and Stones were English, and they embraced American culture. Right, they got it. They got it. Yeah totally they totally got it
2: Or like, they just were it
1: oh, and i know? hope so well that's america though that right. just shows you what america's about it kind of like it's
2: attitudes and
1: brings it well right. what i wanted to talk about earlier too about the, the 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 horrible aspects of what capitalism can bring can also bring the best like it brought People from the darkest points in their life to the light of the of uh, even if it wasn't financial financial to being notarized by the public, uh, and it and it caused these private shady companies to own their music and to broadcast it. But right. but it brought out it just brings out because in England, imagine how many people were probably doing back in the day, back before there was a free country or a free market back in Europe. There was – people have been around for how long? And imagine, like, the dictatorship or the – you know, that dictated what is and what's not with music. Oh, that's not music. You know, there's a song called Gloomy Sunday that got banned. It had no words because it caused people to commit suicide.
0: Because have heard it, of that. It,
1: it, there was no – resolve you know how a lot even blues music has a turnaround like everything has like a boom and that's why pop music and blues is Mm -hmm. good for pop music because it's uh even though it's uh, meant to talk about love and the loss of love and the blues of life and the struggle of uh you know uh, a lot of the slaves uh slave drivers and the slaves you know singing and uh get through the times uh the They use song and the blues and sing about the blues and the struggle and love. But most of it was love, you know, the heartbreak, heartbreak of another person, you know, breaking your heart. And that's the blues. But it's amazing how it brought such a positive thing. And uh, imagine, I can't, um, I can't, it had to have happened before. As far as human beings being on this planet, creating something. And then it probably just took somebody to be like, nope, that's not what. We're about. That's not what it is.
2: We don't like that.
1: We don't like that. That's all it took. But um, guilty pleasures. Uh, I do have them. Creeds. I guess Creeds one. Um, I like, don't like
2: telling people that I like. Most well, of the time, I can't say all Creed, but like their first album to me was the, actually
1: good. Most of the time, and nobody take offense to this. Uh, that's listening that that is musicians that are like high up musicians, like. Don't take this the wrong way, but I hate this pretentious attitude about <laughs> what good music is. And if you don't like Led Zeppelin, like, oh what God. are you? Led or-
2: Zeppelin's not even, like, the coolest anything. Like, I like Led Zeppelin, but, like, they didn't really have a lot of n- anything new to offer. They were doing something cool, and they were good at it, though. But, like, yeah. like blues existed before Led Zeppelin, you well, know? I just think
1: people. <laughs> I, I just think people look at music like sports, like... Oh, like
0: oh
2: my god! Uh, yes, I say. Like I don't have so to know sometimes. who the quarterback is to enjoy it. You know, like it's yeah. I can just enjoy music without. I mean, knowing more of the story is always cool. It's cool to know facts and things and know who the band members are and what other bands they're in and c- thinking about. Like, oh, like I can hear the influence of that particular musician on the sound of this. And like, sure, that stuff's cool. But I can also just enjoy something really superficially.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love um Oh man, the most simple type stuff. There's a song that I think is the most rock song ever, hardest song ever, and it's um, and it's called <laughs> Beer by Cycle Stick.
2: Oh, I think you've played this it song good. I drink beer I should. And I beer think it's
1: a really I sing good song
2: beer sing. I
1: sing it in beer. You It's produced and I well
2: beer when I beer, It reminds me, it th- me is of Primus
0: a- Beer good, good, good Let's go This
2: looks like something you'd find on E-Bombs World in 2004. Yeah,
1: for sure. That's what the G.I. Joe stuff, that's some old school internet shit right Right. there.
2: That's like, you're familiar with that if you were like 18 when like broadband internet was first new and like all of a sudden all these college students had like 24-7 connections and doing dumb shit in their dorms. Not just college students, but you know, that's like... For me, living in a dorm was the first time I had internet like that all the time, you know? And I'm sure I'm not the only person who had that experience in 2002, you know? Right. And so much weird, crazy, funny shit was happening on the internet then because it was like, oh, here's a new platform for my weird brand of slapstick, fucking weird-ass dorky humor, you know? Like, I love it. I I feel like... I got to laugh so much back in those days.
1: Here's something, Claire, that you'd love. Uh, uh, Maggie, if you get a chance, can you look up that little thing where you look up regional and where in the timeline of the music, if you can find that, let me know. Right now, I want to, all right, we talk we talk about music, sports. Uh, we're in the pop category and the, the fact of art and talent and how can you teach it? Uh, I uh, It don't, can be taught. I do believe it can be taught in a sense. Like that's why they There's have limits though. The, well, that's why they, they were able to write out music back in the day and you could write out, you could literally, that's what music theory is. You could literally kind sure. of theorize why Kirk Cobain was able to do what he did. You could, in theory, you could say why his timber or tomber, you want to call it? timbre or timbre or whatever, uh, is why it worked and why it works sure. with music in theory as science.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Um,
1: well, they did that with children. And uh, you it's a song you love by a band that you love a lot.
2: I think you can have natural talent, and you can also just really want to learn how to do something. So music, good music can come from natural talent or determination. Yeah. And but lots of things in life can be that way. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen this, actually. These
1: kids...
2: They're pretty good at it. They're I'm sure they're good. part of
1: some, like... Their parents are rich.
2: <laughs> they probably go to, like, some Montessori school or something. Who knows?
1: But I don't want to assume anything. Maybe they're but just... But they have that. talent, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe it just took some people with the access to all this to find these kids. Or who knows? Or maybe they got... Obviously, they were taught. Who knows? Or they could be prodigies. So the
2: Keith Music Foundation. What
1: really gets me about this whole thing is the drummer. This kid can't be over the age of 12. If
2: you can even have like a 80% facsimile of Danny Carey I have a lot of respect for you as a drummer
1: I love that little kid with the clicker It will give you a job buddy
2: And look how many like well they have they have like four kids doing the job of one Danny Carey so you have that too going here but I like still like it Oh I know I'm here for it <laughs>
1: Especially that kid's fucked up on the clicks. Like, what the
3: fuck, dude? <laughs>
1: Again, take two. You take fucking eleven. Damn it!
2: This used to be one of my favorite Tool songs. I mean, I still like it, but it's always changing for me. What once my fave? Like if the chipmunks sing this song, I
1: know it's weird, <laughs> but then you see, well, you have to see the video, I think, to like really grasp... They're
2: into it, I love it.
1: I wonder what this drummer's doing now. You better be.
2: No, these kids are probably in
1: their 20s now you better be living in a nice fucking condo somewhere
0: slaying the poon <laughs>
1: they're going uh the thing i like about it is they're they understand polyrhythms and uh yes that's a weird thing because uh it's you have to feel it. I don't know how you teach it.
2: You could write Practice it on paper. doing it and feeling it. It's hard to teach a feeling.
1: Like, 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 or like these weird polyrhythms right. are crazy.
2: Right, and like learning how to play it without feeling like you're
3: out of rhythm. I can't help but
1: sing along with music. Everybody at work hates me. Probably. Uh, I'm
2: trying really hard not to right now. I also like to whistle along to things. It drives people nuts. This guy's
0: fucking
1: ripping it, man. And she's funkin' it too. She's into it. And she knows she's not even reading the lyrics. That's, and they're not watch, reading music. They know the song.
2: Artist is a nice addition.
1: In a weird way, the way the music is produced on this, <laughs> I, I listen to the original and I hear this.
2: It's like, it's like a cleaned up version.
1: It is cleaned up. Oh, we're listening to the whole thing. We're in it for the ride, baby.
2: Look at his face. Oh, I love it. I just want to watch that drummer actually the whole time. Well done.
1: That it is a so That's a good
2: group of kids right there.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: If I was their parents, I'd be like bursting to at the scene. I'd be like, that's my boy. (laughs) I'd be like, did you see him drumming? Oh my god. (laughs) All right, guys,
1: we're gonna do a segment here. We're gonna do a segment segment here that we just started last week. It's called What's on Your Mind? Facebook style.
0: Am I? When you're on your phone and you rest on the couch, <laughs> take this pick and post it. Yeah, your friends will come back because there's nothing to it. And Facebook asks you to so. What's
1: on your mind? I, I haven't seen any of these What's yet. These are the best memes. The best? No, that's we already did that last week. What are you talking about? All right, I go up like that. All right, jeez. All right, here we go. Let's hope all right
3: you teach old people how to use the internet. <laughs> what is this? Like I'm scrolling. What I do, click, I do
2: with this? I click what?
1: All right, the first, uh, <laughs> first meme.
2: I like that. I saw that today. It made me chuckle. Is uh I was thinking about how one of my first crushes was the girl from Hanson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like if you're uh if you're listening on Spotify or Versailles, you're gonna have to tune into YouTube to see what we're but laughing I'm ching. at. Uh, you know, get, it's the this motherfucking spitting the trend, the this motherfucking spitting trend, and I I decided to create a meme with I the mm, um baba I don't totally
2: understand it. I kind of understand that meme, but I'm sort of sort of. Well, do you have
1: to be hip to the this motherfucking spitting memes that I'm, are going I'm, out?
2: I'm kind of am, but I I don't I don't. And corn. It's not and hilarious corn. to me.
1: Corn did two songs, one called Twist that went. No, that right. was uh, that was free on a leash. Yes, and then twist was okay. Yes. So, Hanson goes <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. okay. And, and
2: right. Jonathan Davis right. goes this yeah. motherfucker. Thank spin. you, thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Nice yeah. Sorry for for those of us that are like me, next, slow on the uptake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, next. Oh when you're
1: eating cocoa puffs and there's only <laughs> one left,
2: oh Jesus!
1: This is Maggie. Maggie picked these today, I guys. Know, I hit this is the first time I'm What's seeing that the these.
2: Internet? That's the internet.
1: It's the internet all right? Number uh, so that's five, four, number three. Hmm. Child tracks two, three <laughs> days. Oh my God! That's funny. Woo. That's funny. Woo! Woo! All right. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> don't molest kids. <laughs> don't molest kids, guys. Uh, keep your dick in your goddamn pants, fellas. You go home to your girl like this. What's your reaction? Oh, honestly, I'd feel real bad.
2: Give her some chocolate, for God's sakes.
1: <laughs> I'd be like, babe, you just shit your pants. It's not, shit.
2: It's not poop.
1: <laughs> oh wait, what is this? What's going on? The colors off. I
2: don't know why. It's
1: blood. Oh. <laughs> I'm a dude It's her lady time Dudes don't know anything <laughs> That's why she needs <laughs> chocolate What's that family guy? Right. Men <laughs> We don't know what we did <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy I don't know what's going on well, What would you do? Oh what would I do? Um, I'd fucking red wing that shit Just start eating eating fucking puss
2: Try to get deep in there
1: Deep in that hmm. Especially if it's on a Sunday all right, Has not, that, nobody, that does not make sense to anybody except me. All right, gets Aww. free trip to Disneyland. Doesn't meet height requirements for any of the right. That's kind of- Poor kiddo. Uh, yeah, poor kid. That's uh, the the Bad Luck Brian meme uh, hybrid with the new guy trend uh, with the Quaid kid that we oh, talked yeah, about. Oh, yeah, that, that is speech.
2: his vest, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Bad Luck Brian meme. Right.
2: I don't know why this got number one. I know him.
1: I don't know why this got number one. I don't. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But I, I don't I I'm like talking, the bad Photoshop. All right, photo yeah, that's what meme good memes are just the <laughs> bad worst. Photoshop. Yeah, the worst Photoshop I appreciate ever. That. But yeah, uh, alright, that was uh sorry. That was what's on your mind, everybody. Love the Pixie. Well I love this song by the Pixies.
2: Well yeah. Yeah Well this
0: is the a-
2: and there's nothing
1: to it, and Facebook asks you so. <laughs> What's on your mind? And they still ask you that. That's they the do. thing. That's the thing. What's on I your like mind? I like that. That's why people use it as a as like a, a public journal or a diary. I love it when people are like, people go, oh yeah, people just don't know. I'm doing my own thing now. Fuck you and fuck your things and uh. uh, uh uh, you know who you are or something.
2: <laughs> are you talking about how like toxic was the most overused word on social media in 2019? Like everybody's toxic and oh, stay yeah. away from me if you're toxic. That is true. That is true. Play. I feel like I'm so tired of hearing God, about that's it. That's funny. I didn't even realize that. <sighs> I feel that way. I feel that way. Toxic.
1: Everybody's so Toxic. I it couldn't a,
2: possibly be that I don't I have am, good social skills, and that's why I can't get along with anyone. Hey,
1: man, now. I've been doing good, guys. <laughs> Anybody that's watching this that knows me on social media and Facebook, they know,
2: Rob, you've been doing really good, Robbie. <laughs> why do you have to do good, though? Be you. And if your friends don't like it, don't well, that's don't be no, my Facebook friend, I feel it like. It doesn't matter. Here's or the unfollow thing. me if it. If what I say on Facebook is yeah, well, I do bothersome care. to your I, echo chamber.
1: I know. Here's the thing. It's It kind of goes to... I do care what people think. I Again. I do care what people think, guys. I do.
2: All right. I'll be right back again. Sorry.
1: She's got to take a phone call. She's got to talk to her agent. A busy woman. I
4: have errands to run. I can't be bothered. Yeah. Sorry,
0: I have dark humor. And yeah, then, Maggie. And
4: I had to put that together real quick, so. Yeah. I had to explain myself. Um, <laughs> you should play, or... Go to your messages. I yeah. sent you that uh, website with the radio around the world. This microphone oh. smells good.
1: Does that's it cause it's like Claire. Was on it? yeah. I don't right, know what it? she's wearing. She's probably like has like the like some uh, lip balm.
4: No, it's definitely perfume. It's lingering onto the microphone. So what microphone. am I looking up? What am I looking up? To your messenger.
1: Oh, my messenger. I
4: put up the link to that website.
1: Oh, right here? Yep. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here's something, Claire. Claire, you're going to like this.
2: I like things that I like.
1: Yeah. I think this is a really cool way to just spend some time. All right. All right. What this is, is...
2: Is it a map?
1: It's a map of regions of the (laughs) entire world.
2: (laughs) I'm so, I'm so, like hilarious. I said, if,
1: if you're listening on Spotify, you're, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to go to YouTube for more content. And that's the beautiful thing about the Funbox, baby. We're we looking have-
2: at a map of 1970. <laughs> I
1: don't. Well, it's uh, the entire world, and what you do is you click on a region and or a country, and it'll give you and a and there's a timeline underneath, and it'll. Uh, give you when you hit the time, like we'll go nineteen fifty, all right? And then, uh, what kind of music do you want to hear that was broadcasted on the radio waves in nineteen fifty?
2: My goodness, um, you are asking me,
1: yeah.
2: How about let's go with like something like a um a church, like a religious. Songs. Well, we
1: don't know. We're going what was popular in 1950.
2: But wouldn't there have been radio stations where they were playing like some weird 50s?
1: Israel? Or
2: religious music? Okay, let's go somewhere else because that's boring. All right, let me think of something better. Um, Like a specific artist? Or like country, let's say no, country music. Who was listening to country music in no, 1950?
1: No, that's not the, what we're doing here. We're going, what was broadcasted as popular music on the radio waves in a country.
2: Oh, in a country.
1: In a region.
2: I don't know. I guess I don't, under, you do one and then I'll understand what you're asking. Well,
1: what I do. did earlier, I, I wanted to know, because I, I love like reggae and I wanted to know um, what Jama- what right re- what Jamaicans were listening to in 1950. Cool. And this is what it was. This is what popular.
2: Okay, now I get it. That's cool.
1: And then you could go slow music or weird music or fast music from that era.
0: But it'll play multiple different types of stuff. But you can
1: see where it's all coming from. All that reggae.
0: This yeah. is 1950, Jamaica, and this is on the radio in Jamaica. That's cool.
1: So we got that. That's pretty cool. Um, I want to hear. Okay, we got 1930. Yeah, radio, radio waves is. It's unbelievable how. I'm so, I think waves in general, they're a physical thing that happens and we were able
2: to, it's weird to understand and yeah, wrap your we mind were. around.
1: We were able to, uh, what do you call it? Uh, obtain that knowledge of grabbing those physical waves and broadcasting. We figured out
2: how it works.
1: Yeah. I heard stories about people that lived in the hills in like Vir- in the Appalachia that, uh, Since their technology didn't get out to them, they had their own little way. They would get one person. There might have been one person in the area that had a radio, and people would come to that person. Oh, yeah. And it would be like a ground wire. And if it started breaking up, you'd have to pour water on the ground to get the signal to oh, boost. Yeah, it, it, a lot of crazy tricks because it's a physical wave and it's, it's right. a really primitive thing and it's sure. existed since the dawn of time. Since God said, let there be light. Oh, yeah, there's right. There's been, um, uh, for lack of a better uh, terminology or explanation, there's been, since the Big Bang, there's been radio waves. Oh, sure, right. Sound waves, you know, things yeah. like that. That they are physical things. Right, you know? and
2: things like, like inanimate objects or whatever like all give off electrical signals and have you know yeah. have a frequency or whatever
1: right uh we'll go with a uh, we'll go classic america 1930 yeah, let's i mean hear we're, we're we're gonna know uh, classic america 1930 say what weird what's weird
2: See, this doesn't sound weird to
1: me. Yeah, I don't know what those options good. are, but if you're watching on YouTube, you could see what we're doing. Um, what this, what what it is? It's a mobile mobile radio. Oh, oh.
2: You click on the country and yeah. the time period, and um, it will have you listen to what's was popular in that region at that time. Yeah,
1: and uh, it's cool. And Africa has some stuff. I mean, these are probably the more developed areas. Right. South Africa, obviously, sure, yeah. colonized South Africa, um, but uh, I want to see 1930.
2: What's this? Is that Ghana?
1: Where is that? Give it to me. It's not showing me what... Nigeria. Nigeria. I'm really bad with the African yeah, I'm nations. I'm so bad. I used to know them it's all. embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I, I know.
2: know West Africa includes Ghana, but... I, I think a, it might be that I
1: am a bigger cheese, one
2: that goes all the way to the coast. There, I'm not
1: sure. I am such a cheeseburger asshole. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was never good at filling You're in maps. You're not an
1: asshole. You're just a cheeseburger oh, consuming uh, American. Right. Just like I never.
2: Me. I was never good at geography in middle school when that was like part of social studies or whatever. I was always poor at being able to fill in maps. I can do the United States. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that everyone should be able to do that. My God. Yeah. All uh, right. Oh,
1: my computer Listen to up.
2: India in the 60s. I want to hear that.
1: India in the 60s? Yeah. All right.
2: I want to hear some Ravi Shankar.
1: Oops. <laughs> this was on the radio waves in India in the 1960s.
0: Hey...
2: Can hear a little bit of
0: some Beatlesy. So no Rakubha
4: Arujeko to Shomoy apde pore Onikashar ei tu kuchon Khushi te daw nagobore Rakubha Arujeko
0: what's fast? Oh that,
1: that's what.
4: That's
1: what's fast. Okay. All right. Whatever. I don't know what I don't know how to work this website yet. We'll figure it it's out. It's
2: interesting though.
1: But Oops. yeah, that's Oops. What was, that's cool. Yeah, it's a little thing. If you want to spend some time uh, on, if mobile you need apps. to waste
2: some time on the internet. Yeah. If you're not doing enough of that.
1: But yeah, uh, how much time we got uh, here for an hour and forty two minutes? We're gonna. I guess we could wrap it up, uh, Claire. Yes, Thank Robert. You, we did touch on all that. Touched on all this, pretty much. Yeah. All this.
2: Cross off the list.
1: You want a sticker?
2: Yes. Naturally.
1: And you grab yourself a sticker?
2: I'll put it on my caboodle with my most treasured other stickers. Like I
1: said, if you see this anywhere, you know where it came from. I heard there's a get-go station that has this on there.
2: I like that a lot.
1: But, uh... Shout out to all my f- past guests. Shout out to anybody that's subscribed. Uh, the last subscriber, I don't know. Uh, last subscriber I saw that I knew was Eric Boyd. Shout out to you. Anybody else after him? Thank you so much. 100 and uh, where are we at now? We're at.
2: You should watch that video I posted on your Facebook today.
1: Oh, yeah? Okay.
2: I feel like it would be good. Podcast fodder. Okay, yeah, maybe. 136.
1: 136. All right, we're at one thirty-six right now. One thirty-six subscribers since. All right. Uh, since October, middle of October, October fifteenth, about seventeenth. Um, since I launched the channel on YouTube, uh, Spotify guys. Uh, Thank you. If you're a Spotify listener, thank you so much for listening. Yes,
2: thank you. We love you. Thank you. This is Delilah? (laughs) No, No, it's not.
1: The fun box. If I was a woman, I would do anything I could to make money off of being a sex phone operator.
2: Delilah sounds like a sex phone operator, but she's so freaking wholesome.
1: Hi. My name is Delilah.
2: Oh my god, she does not talk like that. Her voice is like sweet sexy butter spread on hi. perfect toast hi. <laughs> hi my name is delilah
1: and no, i'm
2: gonna no, fuck, I suck your cock it's not like that at all i'm no nope. sex phone workers do not sound like that they do not sound like like i have right um,
1: i went through puberty as a man as a male i don't know how to do it hi <laughs> hi all right here we go this is a. Uh, a guy that has a prosthesis arm and I'm hacking my arm prosthesis to output CV so that it... I'm gonna, I don't know what this is, I'm just going to dive in. Here we go.
2: It's a guy with an electronic and arm and he hooks it up so that he I'm can...
5: ...working or spending time
2: with, DJ with significant it.
5: other is electronic music. I've been DJing for more than 15 years and ultimately I started producing my own music. It's really just bedroom music production. It's really just a hobby. I'm, you know, I play in a small band, pretty torn... And uh, together with my friend Jonathan, we do live techno and play it together. Well, we've played at a festival. And I was born with a physical disability. I was born without my lower left arm. And I'm wearing this... Um, this I'd rather be
1: born style. without it and than it you'd really get it well. cut off.
5: So
2: yeah, no you, you shit. Can, you
5: can rotate the hand to fall 360 degrees. creepy.
1: Um, and <laughs> yeah, also, I'm a millionaire. <laughs>
2: Nothing I don't know that he is. Gravity. He probably just lives somewhere where it's easier and, to get a good prosthetic hand.
3: The way this works... Thanks, taxpayers. He does, he does have some sort
0: of <laughs> accent is, which makes you think he's from like Denmark or something the skin like that. And
5: they pick up like electrical signals from the muscle and these are then used to control the hand. Now as useful as this hand is, it's really difficult to control the synthesizer with it, like all the tiny knobs that you need to tweak, and you need to tweak them fast, and you need, pre- you need precision. And it's, it's really difficult to do that with a procedure like this. Now, I've always wondered, if you Naturally. know how a modular synthesizer works, any knob on the thing can basically be remote controlled with a voltage. There is a jack next to each knob that will accept a voltage in the range of, I think, 0 to 10 volts. So a jack that looks like this. So basically you can control any knob on the synthesizer with a jack like this. So I've always been thinking, isn't there maybe a way to plug this into this, to use the electrode signal directly to control the synthesizer? And I had a little bit of time last year and I started working on this uh, project and you know, I'm not an engineer. I'm just a psychologist. <laughs> I'm, I'm just know a, a one-armed man. I can use a soldering iron. Um, but, you know, designing a circuit like that is is
2: difficult. So if you want to fast forward t- a little bit, he's basically just going to talk about how he has friends that do electronics and they helped him make this circuit board that can communicate between his arm and his soundboard. And he made, like, a remote control for the soundboard out of his prosthetic arm that's controlled with his thoughts because it's, you know, there's like sensors on his arm that sense the very mild output of his nerves because obviously, you know, our nerves are electrical signals when they send a signal. So, yeah, if you want to like fast forward to about that part, he's he's talking about how he hooked it up to the arm there. ...this
5: on. And if I now switch this on... There is a control light here indicating that it's running. This and is a the really cool part. It's like there is part, these two like up here that indicate the CV output that the device reads from my muscle signals. So now I can plug a cable like this in here and use that to do things on the modular synthesizer. So, for example, Cyborg. Uh, let's right?
2: listen to Look at that, the little just.
1: sequence that's playing. So simple sequence running through. In a sense, we're all cyborgs. Right. Uh, after Elon Musk was talking about how we have technology attached to our hands, and right. the only bottleneck is our thumbs. Right. It's if we could connect our brains to, you know, to this, our technology. This is
2: literally what he's this is done. This happened. This is being. This he's is a, why it's so cool.
1: He's a natural cyborg. Right. He literally is a cyborg now.
2: Right. He's gonna make it. this music with yeah, his thoughts. He's still in here I can open and close.
5: And now what I can do is plug this in in mean here and control the filter with the electrode and microsensors. And the thing is, like for me, that is such a natural thing to do. I don't really have to think about it. I just do it. It's zero effort because I'm so used to producing this muscle signal. For me, this feels like I'm controlling filter with my thoughts. And you have I mean it's difficult to put in words, but it just it feels so amazing. And the great thing is that these modular synthesizers, I mean they're so versatile, you can do so many things with this control voltage. So for example I can now plug in the second cable in here, which controls the pitch or pitch shifting of the
2: sequence that we have.
1: Oh my god. This could be tapping into... I mean, isn't
2: this, like, one of the coolest things? I don't even really understand a lot of what this, you're talking about. This, to
1: me, about. this sounds... I mean, right now, it seems like this is, like, oh, what crazy new-age weirdness. No, this seems like we're going to look at this soon as, oh, my God, I... Remember when a guy put a thing up to his stub and was controlling music with his mind? <laughs> that was the beginning of uh, us of, connecting of, with... Uh, of
2: thought... Um, what do you call it? Uh, Flo- like flowing thoughts. Um,
1: you're managing, stream of
2: consciousness. Poetry and things like that. You stream imagine managing the physical DJing. world?
1: You imagine managing a digital world right. with your thoughts?
2: But like, yeah. But yeah, like so. Crank oh, the offset up a little bit. There, you,
0: do you So the pitch will go up. So I can now open the filter. He's doing
2: it with his mind.
5: change the pitch. So, um, everything we need for a little modular jam. Mm.
2: he's controlling the pitch with his thoughts, you guys. Yeah.
5: Well, I still obviously know need a lot of practice, but um, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure.
1: But but fuck, so, dude. what is he? So, he has things connected to his brain right now.
2: His prosthesis, yes, it connects to like nerve. It that, detects the electrical signals that his brain sends to his arm okay, to make gotcha. his, yeah. his his to make the hand move on his. Yeah artificial limb, and he's using those same electrical signals to control the various aspects of the music instead of the various, say, digits on the arm.
1: I'm going to assume this guy learned this stuff. I mean, you you don't need both hands to be... The smartest person in the world. No, well, but I just mean,
2: like, think like he basically had the problem, which is my left hand doesn't have good enough um, articulation to be able to make these very subtle movements that I want to make when I'm DJing. And he's like, okay, I'm going to reroute it. Instead of like needing the hand to do the motions, we're just going to, instead of rerouting it through my fingertips, we're going to go directly from the output of the nerves in my arm. Right. <laughs> like, so it, like, How he would normally, when he normally is going to grasp a a mug and he needs to use his left thumb to, you know, put pressure down, now he's using that idea of using the pressure in his thumb to change the pitch of the music. Like, it's. It's blowing my fucking mind to think about it. And that he can make anything halfway decent
5: sounding come out of it. Blows my mind even more. Mechanical functionality. Um, so yeah, I'll keep you updated, and um, please
2: keep see FDL. where this
1: goes. <laughs> right, he needs to start a YouTube channel. I just like, ta- isn't
2: that sick. Like, isn't yeah, that like? I know sick. you can probably appreciate it because you understand how a soundboard works. I don't, but it's still amazing to me. But like. Wow. Just wow.
1: I know how a soundboard works, but not what he's working with.
2: Right. But you can probably understand the concepts that he's talking about a little better than I can, even with my rudimentary understanding of electronics. No, you're
1: pretty much understanding everything I am right now.
0: I I think think what it it is is
1: like I get so overwhelmed with the fact that he has a a circuit board attached where his hand should be. Right. Like that looks cool.
2: It's a movie, it's out of a movie, man. It's cool.
1: But this is uh, Elon Musk was talking about right. this, and he was saying how w- AI intelligence might get too uh, advanced for us to. And the only reason to battle AI is if we. could I've
2: watched Battlestar Galactica.
1: Yeah, is if we could somehow, <laughs> if we could somehow be as fast as them. The thing oh, yeah. that AI doesn't have that we have is uh, uh, we. Yeah, AI we is. Can,
2: we can process random.
1: AI is moments logic moments in
2: our lives that aren't pre-programmed. You know what I mean? Like AI w- part of what's hard about AI is it can't understand random moments that happen, you know, w- depending on what you're programming the robot for, but like, you know, like for it, it's like something gets interrupted or, you know, it it a human's mind can adapt to lots of unexpected things that get thrown at it and yeah. AI the problem with AI is like It hasn't, a lot of it hasn't learned yet how to process the unexpected and react to it. But it's damn close from what I read, you know. Right. That's awesome. Battlestar Galactica, it could happen at any moment. You should be more worried about the computers turning against us than coronavirus, just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, it. It was like,
1: <laughs> the, like when it when it hits like that standard american jock he's gonna be like got a coronavirus
0: <laughs> 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 uh, uh,
1: uh. <clears throat> all right anyway uh yeah i got it i i i, I they said i had the coronavirus uh now I, I don't have it anymore because i you know, I don't know. Ate a fucking cheeseburger or something.
2: <laughs> cheeseburgers. We keep talking about cheeseburgers. And that is my favorite food.
1: That is, uh, I'm on a no carb, no sugar. Well, and paprikash.
2: So all you're going to do is to be thinking about
1: carbs. Well, it's hard. People will be like, oh, whiskey and in, in this and that and, and greens.
2: Okay, yeah. But Dude, like, I
1: looked it up on on, uh, on a keto compared to diet. to bread
0: and pasta and shit.
1: Keto diets. uh, suggest you drink liquor because beer is just packed
2: oh yeah beer is full of carbs
1: with carbs right? and
2: liquor has some but compared to beer or like tropical <laughs> drinks not nearly as many
1: yeah there's there's um it's very very small with liquor uh, and it goes with tequila vodka right down and like, uh, flavored it?
2: liqueurs probably are sugary like yeager and like you know, yeah, that's where
1: it gets stuff like that. Yeah, but the, yeah, the, like lower whiskey the, and
2: vodka and rum. The higher the are proof, like the, Yeah,
1: the higher the proof, the better.
2: Right. <laughs> oh my! I'm an 80 proof.
1: <laughs> as far as uh,
2: Rob, just you know, keep your diet in balance.
1: <laughs> right. That being said, I'm gonna keep my diet in balance, right. guys. Thank you, Claire, for so much for coming on. Love y'all. Oh my god, it's a, been a long time coming. We've been talking about this for a long Townie time. Towny power. Yeah, the town. How I we uh we run this we run this fucking place, baby. We run this town. I run these roads. I've been chasing women up and down this creek. (laughs) No, but uh uh here we go. Uh, to close us out, we will play. Uh. uh what am i gonna do this time um this is a song i did with holland and my cousin jonah let's hear it and i think maybe brian bunn i'm not sure who knows but uh it's called play along i made the beat and i'm in the song as well so enjoy guys thank you claire subscribe hit that notification bell if you hit that if you hit that notification bell you're gonna be part of the fun box club Grab them by the fun box. We're called the fun box grabbers. If you if you, Grab her if by you the fun that, box. Uh, consensually.
2: Consensually, yeah. naturally. May I grab your fun box? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here we go.
1: Yeah. But when you're picking up that vibe, though, I mean, uh, sometimes <laughs> you can just. Uh, you just know. You just know.
2: they're ready no, for
1: I, it. No, I, 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 you know, obviously everything's consensual, guys. Play the Keep, song.
2: Your, keep your goddamn dick in your pants, you in fuck. In your pants, inside them.
1: All right. Um uh here's a uh, play along by uh the fun box. Yeah. 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 Play along up and woke and you the thing I was talking about. bio. This is Holland Huff.
0: Yeah, but right I'm here. But I found that
1: beat, I got a one-two Still cut it up on that low-anker lane Smoke criminal, now my shoe in my feet slow Motel, going for a fucking throttle Hitting them way, gonna rap in the house, boo Little sun, but I found more Long road, but I'm going for Fuck yours, I still got my I can still get on, bringing on fires I'm fine, I can do this, yeah I'm flying, I ain't got to high Burn it all out on my fire, yeah I Ain't got the wall, but I made it here Watch you watch you blow my am Take a run, need water, need a doctor, need a skeleton, bones boiled up, I am gelatin. Zone no Where and when in my head, that shit is filled with pink elephants. Eyes like sauces full of ink. Runtime error, can I think? Cannot elucidate the fear inside of me? I'm on the brink, I'm in between. I'm steady climbing, reaching higher than anticipated. Thoughts are running wild. I'm a fire. What you float about in your body Cause I was singing them high notes, high them high notes. The lady in the red lipstick uh, 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 uh. Giving me dirty looks Put a shade on a trick read, 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 read it in the book read, No worries, I'm swaying Obeying the laws I'm giving In the meantime, I went wash it down With we'll six shots of vote number seven No worries, I'm swaying Obeying the laws
0: I'm giving In the meantime, I went wash it down With we'll six shots of vote number seven
1: Everybody yeah.